This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin. You're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Kuala Lumpur Design Festival returns for its second year to celebrate Malaysia's creative and cultural community as well as to focus on the importance of design in our everyday lives. This year's event happening on the 6th to the 15th of October at various venues across the city will focus on sustainable intelligence and why various stakeholders should be involved in making design a priority in contributing to the nation's growth. Joining me in the studio to talk more about the event and the fundamental philosophy behind it are Razif Nasruddin and Shafiq Padril. Yes, I'm Shafiq Padril. Hi, my name is Razif. All right, and for the uninitiated, uh, maybe you guys can tell a bit more about your background and I guess your relationship with Kuala Lumpur Design Festival. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, founded the Kuala Lumpur Design Festival at a very uh, at a time where um, design scene needed a refresher uh, with um, the Malaysian Timber Board and Malaysian Finnish Business Council and other partners that came in together. Mm, and Shafiq, you're the co-founder, right? Yes. Yeah. What's your role in, in KLDF? Okay, in Kuala Lumpur Design Festival, it was founded last year together with Razif. I came together with Razif uh, during his discussions with Business Finland, which is also a component of the Embassy of Finland. And at the time, he was exploring, uh, venturing abroad to Finland, exploring opportunities. Then we embarked on the journey together Upon our return from Finland, Razif mentioned to me that he wanted to start Kuala Lumpur Design Festival to bring everyone in the design uh, industry in Malaysia together. So that was the start of the journey. Mm, okay, fantastic. All right, so for the uninitiated, uh, can you just inform the audience about Kuala Lumpur Design Festival? What, what is it exactly? Wow, it's pretty mouthful actually, <laughs> when you think about it. Kuala Lumpur Design Festival is a festival for people to understand what design is all about and how it can impact uh, not just the economy, but also the planet. When we ventured into this, obviously the conscious is about pandemic and post-pandemic. And um, with the new government looking into a bit uh, more serious into sustainability, uh, we thought uh, by bringing the major design industries like Persatuan Architect Malaysia, um, Malaysian Institute of Interior Design, um, a graphic Design Association of Malaysia and Industrial Design Association of Malaysia. These are the four pillars actually that talks about design industry, um, non uh, non government agencies. Mm. Yeah. So the interesting thing about what you mentioned just now there was that um, it incorporates uh, a lot of different disciplines right, when it comes to design. So it's not just focused on only one industry or one sector of 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 I guess you know how you understand design, but a lot of different other. Multiple industries, right? Yeah. So, so um, has, has that always been the thinking or the approach when it comes to, I guess, um, talking about design? You know, the idea to unite uh, and to combine um, design or rather the understanding of design from multiple industries or rather, rather than just focusing on one specific industry per se? Um, to quote Massimo Vignelli, a very famous um, designer from uh, New York, uh, he did the subway uh, graphic signage system for New York. And he said this, if you know design, you can literally design anything. And within that uh, quote alone, you, if you really think about the education, the design, um, its birth is from arts. And the rational part of implementation is the scientific end, right? And at any, any juncture of all those design disciplines, 
this is the fundamental to what design is. Obviously, each association or industry talks about its own craft, right? When you talk about architecture, it's building, uh, town planning, etc. But in essence, it's still art uh, in its, uh, its um, uh, meaning and so on and so forth. Mm. The same with interior, obviously. Um, and then we talk about industrial design. Uh, even though there's a lot of mechanics that comes into it, uh, but in essence, it's beauty, right? Uh, daily products uh, from your phone to your computer to your car in mass production. That's what industrial design does. And of course, uh, you have graphic design. Everything that's um, systemic, uh, systematic to visual communication. Mm. So um, inherently, all speaks uh, at the very fundamental level, mm. and the arts and science. Yeah, so it is meant to be a fundamental approach to understanding what design is supposed to be about, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Is this something that is um, shared and understood by the players involved? As in, when when you approach them and say that okay, this is going to be a fundamental look or a fundamental event of sorts to you know get designers to to come together and, and you know talk about design uh, in its fundamental concept is this something that they they can you know stomach and can can understand oh, and wow. be part, you, of, part of I mean never underestimate the Malaysian talent mm. uh, our, our program director um, Daniel Ismail mm. he's got an experience uh, working as one of the curators in the Istanbul Design Week um, a local chap now um, you know is teaching in UITM Shalam uh, and he really wrote a beautiful piece on sustainable intelligence, which is our theme this year. Um, it was well celebrated by the architects, uh, the industrial designers, because now we're talking about circular economy, um, obviously graphic design and um, uh, interior. So when he carved it, um, I think over last week alone, during the exhibition recce area, you had almost literally some of the best young architects in one room talking about an exhibition which never has happened like even in this country ever. So it's breaking new grounds. Uh, obviously, we want to be like the international part, uh, play the part in the international, but um, even though at infancy, I think we're, we're moving to the step ahead, which is on the right, right foot. Mm. Yeah, um, it's important to unite people from different industries uh, yeah. when it comes to understanding design, but it's also important to communicate uh, the ideas that you will be discussing in the event to the public at large oh, as well, yeah, right? That's yeah, that's the challenge. Yeah, so and, and, and that's, 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 that's the, I think, uh, the crux of, of um, the theme of this year's event, right? Um, is to actually make it more accessible. So I'm, I'm, I'm a layperson. So, so when it comes to talking about design, um, at least from from my very basic understanding of it is that um, sometimes I think about it from a more aesthetic driven perspective but at the same time I also know that it can also be very functional and technical um, but at the same time you know when it comes to talking about you know or differentiating between these two uh, people can sometimes be either very focused on the aesthetic or very focused on the functional um, and sometimes you know the focus seems to be skewed towards more aesthetic rather than functional, right? So um, is this, I guess, again, coming from a more fundamental um, and uh, layperson perspective, is this something that, to a certain extent, um, you guys struggle with when it comes to communicating design to the public at large? Yeah, um, well, obviously we, we struggle with this idea of art in Malaysia. And I think it's well known, right? The government would love to celebrate art, but if you get them to do a program, you get to see a bit of like a awkwardness in, in the stance, especially when it comes to international stature or standards. Um, that being said, I think we're starting to realize that the things that we do daily as a designer 
is closer to the people than we actually perceive it to be. The the world we live in, we call it modern, right? And everything is fancy, fresh, you know, capitalism, whatever, right? It, it's fairly new. It's fairly new for Malaysia. And I think we're slowly the young designers are starting to kind of like open a new door, a new window to what possibly the potentially Malaysia can be into the future. Mm. I mean, I, I know it's a little bit like very, very broad and uh, deep in that sense. But um, I, I think it, this is a very difficult question to just um, respond uh, on the spot because it's something that you have to experience. Mm. And it's something that you have to, to process. Uh, and the, the simplest way that I can put is when you write what you feel and it manifests itself as an identity. It's, that is actually what design is too also. Understand what that art form means to people and how it contributes back to society. Mm. Um, you, you, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so just, yeah. No, you use the term art form and I find it quite interesting because because I think um, maybe there is that, that understanding of it being slightly a bit more creative, I suppose. Yes, right? yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Sometimes... I, um, I just want to box it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally get that. But at the same time, um, there are people out there that will also believe and think would like to think that you know sometimes design should also be functional and because there is this understanding that sometimes we are too fixated on on making um design be aesthetic or be artsy rather than you know functional i suppose and this is again um based on my experience speaking to people uh, especially people from the architectural industry i suppose yeah. whereas you know there is this debate of sorts you know of you know sometimes we can be quite uh, fixated with the idea of of uh, focusing on making the nicest of buildings rather than the more functional. I mean, um, again, based on my experience talking to some people, yeah, some some yeah, some yeah. people who who I guess perhaps you know question the need or, or rather why why we are fixated on on making things more aesthetically driven rather than more functional. I suppose so. So is this something that you guys are also trying to perhaps I guess educate to to the to public? The public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll give you I'll give you a very simple. Uh, standing where we are right now uh, in Malaysia. Uh, I think uh, as recent as the new Prime Minister, uh, there is a bit of paradigm shift in terms of language, mm. in terms of understanding where Malaysia's stature is within the region, also the global position in the world. Funny enough, it's actually kind of impacting the, the creative part as well. And we want to move... Uh, there's a lot of frustration before, if you notice, then within the creative community in Malaysia. And we talk about the brain drain. Um, some of the best creative people in Malaysia is not here, right? Uh, and by approaching this in a very um, light-hearted manner, obviously we call it, we call it festival, right? <laughs> we don't want it to be like you know, I, I, you know, we don't want people to come out like as if they're going to be NASA engineers in the next day, right? Mm. But I think it's going to be a slow burn process in trying to educate public. How design, um, I think, uh, creatively can actually help uh, build a better society, especially with the the uh, the you know the rise of AI. Yeah, so creativity is going to be very very crucial moving into into the future. Mm. Okay, I'm going to touch a bit more on that, but I'm just going to let Razif speak. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shafiq speaks yeah. for a bit as well. Okay, okay, yeah. Sure, so sure. Shafiq, um, yeah, Razif has mentioned yeah. a lot about how uh, there is a lack of support when it comes to understanding uh, the creative economy, right? Yes. Uh, I think this is where you come in uh, uh-huh. in terms of I guess trying to bridge that gap or trying to get you know other stakeholders, other more important stakeholders to at least get a better understanding of the creative economy and why it's important to support it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, maybe you can tell. 
us a bit more about your role, you know, in trying to, I guess, bridge and connect that gap, considering that, you know, there is uh, there is a vacuum there in terms of, I guess, a lack of understanding, especially yes, among yes. major stakeholders in the country about yeah. the importance of um, the creative industry, the creative yeah. economy, especially in, in the design sector. Yeah. So going back to my earlier statement, when I came into this partnership with Razif, my foundation was education and then I brought in like the universities to participate. We have the faculties of architecture and design to come forward and uh, bring us together, bring the industry together. And then, of course, people from the private industry like uh, the corporations, the ministries, we have MTIB coming to support us. And as I mentioned to a few people recently, we met the Deputy Prime Minister to actually elaborate on our plans and share what is the uh, creative economy at this current stage and where we hope for it to be in the future. So I think on that note, this is my involvement in uh, Kuala Lumpur Design Festival to bring not just the design industry together, but to bring the country together to understand what design is all about and what impact it can have on the economy. That was Shafiq Badil and he's joined by Razif Nasruddin. They're both co-founders of Kuala Lumpur Design Festival 2023 happening in town early next month. We'll be back for more after this short break. Stay tuned. I'm Anif Baharuddin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin and joining me in the studio today are Razif Nasruddin and Shafiq Badril. They're the co-founders of Kuala Lumpur Design Festival 2023, an event that celebrates the importance of design in our daily lives from multiple perspectives and disciplines. This is their second year organizing it, so we're curious to know how the first one, which was organized last year, went and the feedback it got. Uh, yeah, I, I would say... There's improvement because we have met a lot of people uh, within the industry, international partners, uh, speak to people on the ground. We have attended a lot of events to spread the awareness. So the gap is closing slowly, mm. but I think we still have uh, lots of work ahead of us. But, you know, everything is done in stages. So we are now, I would say, in the developing stage of educating the general public about uh, the importance of design. Mm. Yeah. From my understanding, uh, I mean, based on conversation I had with, with uh, people that work with, with, your, with your team, I think uh, last year's attendance, uh, it was um, mostly attended by uh, students, right? Um, so, so uh, and I think, again, going back to the, I guess, aim for this year's uh, festival is to perhaps reach out to a lot more audience. Um, um, how important is it to do something that's a bit more different to attract stakeholders that are not necessarily from the academic scene or background? Like, um, Okay, so basically, in the words of uh, Fendi Saleh, the writer, he said, Razif, just remember, 1% improvement is an improvement. Mm. So take your, you know, take step by step and try and understand where this is going uh, to lead into. And we don't want to jump uh, trying to uh, scheme my way, telling people we know exactly what it's all about, mm. right? Um, I think uh, moving forward as a country, you, you need to walk hand in hand uh, together into the process of what it, what what design actually means to the country. Um, if you really go back to the history of the country, uh, we start with agriculture, 
and then in the early 1980s we move into industrial movement and if you notice i think during the administration of prime minister najib he did mention that we are trapped in the middle income and to move into the next level of income we need a service industry that actually be able to help to help uplift you know the the value chain even further so i think this is where we start to realize design is that mechanism to get us to that next level um up until 8 years ago uh, we had a lot of design events annually uh, albeit from different different um, associations or government agencies but that 8 year vacuum uh, really you could feel you could feel a sense of emptiness within at the national level sort of like a organization and unlike pam the persatuan architect malaysia they do have annually what we call datum uh, or architects um other than that most associations are, are down either with uh, budget or busy doing other things and this this sort of like this design festival is a more like a a conscious to the community uh, that i think it's time for us to actually just talk to the public and see where it goes Mm. So the thing about Kuala Lumpur Design Festival is that it aims to celebrate design from multiple perspectives and disciplines, right? And I think, um, but considering the various partners that you collaborate with, um, do you have perhaps a certain? I mean, I don't know what's the exact right word to use for it. So I decided to use the word bias. Perhaps you know, bias towards a perspective that you want your audience to focus on a lot more uh, when it comes to understanding design. You know, is there a specific industry that you perhaps want them to? I won't say bias lah, but more like like you know, you know, if you struggle to understand what design is, look at this. At least from this industry's perspective first, and then focus on all the other perspectives that you you have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the fastest way to get people to understand how important design is, um, the finished product, not mm. the process, right? Mm. Uh, the verb, the noun, not the verb. So we talk about road signage systems. You still need graphic design, mm. right? This is stop. This is uh, you know. This is go. This is la uh, lintas, jalan kaki, and so so forth. Um, I think that's actually graphic design. That's why it's important, and one of the one of the subtle goals that we're going for is actually to be able to have design policy. Now, why design policy? It's simple because when people want to invest in the country, they need to know that you are able to deliver high le- high level value, and when you have design mechanism and policy in 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 check, people know that this country is capable of doing so. And for an example, Singapore, Korea, Australia, some of these countries, they do have design policies. and that that gives them a bit more confidence when they really want to put investment into building stuff in in Malaysia and just to share uh the countries that Razif mentioned they even have a ministry specific for the design economy of for design itself because they feel that it's a uh, very important for the country to focus on this because it's something that makes the country great you know Mm. Like Malaysia, we have a lot of uh, good designers or say good architects. The talent, but more often than not, it's very uh, brushed over off. They are not really taken seriously. So that's why you see most of the people they venture abroad, uh, create opportunities abroad, create their uh, careers abroad. So in doing this event, Kuala Lumpur Design Festival, bring people together is actually to create more opportunities at home, bring people back home, and create the economy where businesses can thrive. Uh, I would say careers can thrive, uh, students, academics can thrive. So the ba- the basis of the foundation of Kuala Lumpur Design Festival is actually to create a platform where everyone will be able to succeed. And create an opportunity 
for you know their life. Yeah, mm. just to add, there is a taboo that arts are not for the smart people. Mm. There is, right? I'm I'm sure that it's out there somewhere in 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 the subconscious. Mm. But if you really look into the opportunities what art can give you, especially in design, um, for an example, we have a speaker Bustami. Um, he's a Felda boy. Um, didn't speak a lick of English. I mean, and he went to Italy to to become one of the Lamborghini's designer, and to have a person of that stature with confidence that he could do this as a career at one of the highest level. I think in Malaysia we have a lacking in understanding where design can bring value to the country. I think this is where the festival comes in. Yeah, and it's also an opportunity for. Uh people from different industries uh, within the same, I guess, fundamental concepts to learn from one another, right? Like you said, perhaps, you know, uh, Pam has been quite disciplined when it comes to, I guess, um, having conversations about design, but other industries may may not be doing the same. So this is the chance for them to also speak to one another and learn from one another, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. So actually, I would like to elaborate on an earlier question just now about how we add value into design when we founded Kuala Lumpur Design Festival. It's actually... You know, I would say bringing people together, not just at a national level, but also bringing people together at an international level. I think for the past one year, I and Razif have been speaking to the various diplomatic missions, like the embassies. Uh, I've, I've spoken to a few ambassadors here in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, I've spoken to the Chambers of Commerce, which represent a group of businesses from their respective countries. They have design companies from their respective countries, which actually have the potential to grow in Malaysia and also create opportunity for students, for them to you know explore career opportunities, so I think when Kuala Lumpur Design Festival is on everyone's radar, even in the international uh, arena, that will actually create the spotlight we need to grow the creative economy. It will also alert the government of the day that these, this is an area where we need to focus as it's important for the economy. Not just, you know, when you look at the financial aspect, bring investment in. Instead of bringing investment in, why not we look within and grow the economy from within? Because if we are highly dependent on foreign investment all the time, uh, when you know when there are situations where we don't have that flow, we can be dependent on ourselves. I think we can learn from many countries when we are reliant on our own uh, I would say talents and our own capabilities, we can be independent. So I think on on that note, this is the, I would say, strong fundamentals that we need to have in order to not just grow the industry, but also grow the country. Everyone needs to play their part. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, just to add a little bit. Um, There was one particular time we had a meeting with, uh, this is prior to my work previously, we were presenting a research on design. And uh, this former prime minister, should not be named, um, he said, design, what do you mean by design? And then when we showed them uh, the pillars of where the associations actually work within the industries, I think it kind of uh, kind of hit a light bulb. Actually, design is in everything we do, right? I mean, it, it's, it's overwhelming, really, if you really think about it. It's really overwhelming to really think about it, like from your clothes to your shoes to your house to your room, literally everything. But in a snapshot, you see everything in your room, in your space within like five feet, what's made local? Not much. 
And that's where, where we're losing out, where we are not part of that anti-conversation. Maybe there's some bits, you know, if you talk about Apple uh, phones and some, some of it, the microchips are built in Malaysia. But what is that percentage of the economy that you're taking on within, you know, that five feet you know, around with? So I think what we truly want to highlight is if you can build your own, right, and sell it to the world, why not? Mm. And the talents are out there, right? Talents are out there. Mm. I think one tagline I would like to say to everyone who's listening, made in Malaysia. Mm. We should have that pride in ourselves wherever we go in the world, made in Malaysia. So that can be design, it can be, well, anything that you create. But of course, the fundamentals of it starts with design and then when you create something, you can push it abroad in any country you want. So I think that is the stepping stone we want to create in KLDF. So everyone has the opportunity to explore what's in Malaysia, but also what's abroad. Mm, so. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about um, this year's uh, theme for KLDF. It's sustainable intelligence. Um, so obviously, it tries to I guess recognize the fact that there is an inter- intersection between design and technology. And I think you alluded to it earlier, right? And now, how with the rise uh, of AI these days, um, there is a need to perhaps have this conversation. Where are we with regard to um, design and you know technology, especially you know with the rise of AI? Do you think that it's uh, Good kind of disruption or bad kind of disruption to the design world. No, you can't. You can't stop the wheel from turning, mm-hmm. right? I mean, uh, technology is going to be there. Uh, there will always be new advents, uh, even as fundamental as AI. Um, and what I mean by fundamental as AI is, yeah, imagine that can you just prompt something, uh, and there you go. That magic word appears to be an object or a text or something of. Um, um, a magical thing like uh, one of my friends uh, who happens to work in AI um, however uh, responsibly used um, it can also be beneficial um, it's just a matter of understanding that uh, everything that we put into this planet must be sustainable and responsible and, and I think it kind of like stems to what we were talking about, uh, about the part where sustainable intelligence comes in being able to be conscious enough to create things that you know would be would be be responsibly put into 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 the planet, and um, I think uh, there's a lot of conversation. Even in architecture, it talks about zero net carbon city, mm. right? I think Skanda is approaching that sort of like view. All of us, you know, you can you can start uh, do carbon neutral first before you go zero. And there's a lot of effort, even the low hanging fruit, uh, trying to get um, designers from architects to product designers uh, in circular economy. And trying to approach the way we live, n- not like how we romanticize 1980s and 90s, right? Um, uh, but I guess um, if we talk about uh, simple stuff like electric cars, AI, I think that's where the future is heading. Mm. But beyond the, I guess, the obvious, uh, are, are you also looking at, you know, trying to think of other ways, you know, technology can, can help improve or even to some extent... Um, enhance the way people do design as opposed to a certain extent like in a, in a different I guess approach yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if, if 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 people used to sketch now they may prompt mm. Mm. so sketch is just the birth of an idea sometimes it's not even finished right so you got to be able to develop the idea through so prompting is a way to develop idea you can't say that prompt is the end of means um, uh, and a lot of a lot of design researchers right now has been working on AI as the end of means and I think it's that's a very silly thing for you to leave chances for technology to take over your life. And uh, like anything else, um, 
you know, like the Space Odyssey 1001, that red dot is not going to rule the world. You got to figure that out now. Mm, yeah. And and do you guys also see it from a more defensive perspective? Yeah, will this somehow, I guess it will eat us in the way we do things, but will it also, I guess, make us lose our touch, I suppose? You know, especially when it comes to an industry where, where creativity um, is pretty important. Yeah, and we talk about touch. Uh, mm. The touch has become meta. And what I mean by meta, and when you write, you used to write with pen. Mm. Right, you can put your thoughts in pen you can memorize things faster but when you start memorizing things on a keyboard the touch feel sense everything just becomes different right you can almost tell immediately like when you write with a pen uh, you know something within like a hundred words and when you write something on a keyboard a hundred words you can almost tell the difference in how you feel about those words mm. but when I mean by meta is are you connected fully in conscious uh, what you're producing So I think that's the next level where designers or creatives are heading. All right. Okay. So uh, this is going to be the second Kuala Lumpur Design Festival after the first one last year. Uh, what have you learned from last year's event, and and how will you switch things up for this year's event? Better budget, better program. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I have to be very frank. Last year when we embarked on this journey, I was given we were given two months uh, to make sure everything happened. We did the best we could within that time frame with the budget that we were given which was not that much but fast forward today uh, we have what about nine months to prepare uh, we had a lot of time to come up with new programs new plans we expand the conversation you know so I would say it will be better this year and it won't be so messy <laughs> it'll be more organized I think in anything that you do at the initial stage th- there's always going to be fumble but we learn from it we grow from it and we'll make things better for the future yeah All right. Okay. Uh, Kuala Lumpur Design Festival 2023 is going to be happening uh, from the 6th to the 15th of October. Uh, what can visitors expect uh, from this year's event? Yeah, maybe you can share a bit of uh, you know the things that you have curated so far. So for public, um, we we kind of broke it down to three parts. One is for public. Second part is for the business and trade show, and the third part we have for professionals. So for public, we have um, performances. Um, I think one of the cafes or um, A location is actually going to be one of our partners, Jal Tim in Jalan Sultan, uh, and then we have uh, film nights uh, where public would be able to learn and understand uh, how design has come a long way f- uh, from the early 1800s till now. Um, from different different countries, we have Germany, Finland, um, we have Canada, and a couple other countries contributing their material for to to the festival. Uh, that also um, uh, by one of our curators, Zulamran. Who also produces graphic works for uh, Joe Flizo, Dev Jam, uh, 33.3. Um, and uh, we have a host of other curators that's actually doing programs for public as well. Um, uh, that being said, also the associations, uh, they're involved in educating public what they do. I think it's a very simple start. Uh, we didn't want it to be too you know, sophisticated in some sense. Uh, in the words of my mother, all that sophistication is not going to go anywhere if you don't get to the point of what you do. <laughs> um, so I think that's where we're heading with uh, some of the public programs simple exhibition simple installation just just basic stuff mm. can the public attend all the the more professional oh. events or the more they can uh, it's actually ticketed so um, uh, we have conference um, I think that one is for professionals and the price is about 300 for students about 100-ish 
Um, I, I, my program director is going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, for the, the we have roundtable sessions, which is actually ticketed but free uh, for for students. Uh, I think what we wanted to do is encourage a bit more thoughtful sort of conversation uh, in the way we do things. Um, uh, we have topics on DBKL, we have topics on policy making. Um, things that has never been thought uh, or even conversed in within design community in Malaysia. So those are the things that we're excited about. All right, and for people out there um, who like to find out more about this event, uh, where where they can they go to to find more information? They can go to our website kldesignfestival.com. All right, and yeah. any last words on uh, perhaps you know why this event is important and you know, perhaps you know to encourage public to attend? I would say come to the event, educate yourself about design know what opportunities are available and have fun yeah we just want people to come and experience and have fun I think nothing more than that I, it, it's not like a school <coughs> education thing um, in essence uh, yeah just go have fun You've been tuning in to I Love KL and I've been speaking to Razif Nasruddin and Shafiq Badril, co-founders of the upcoming Kuala Lumpur Design Festival 2023 happening early next month on the 6th to the 15th of October. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you missed any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at pfm.my slash ilovekl our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and you can also find this episode and many others on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharuddin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on PFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.